Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network. This podcast explores the world of farm finance and rural life. I'm Kara Hart. Ag Country Farm Credit Services Vice President of Insurance and Customer Education Rob Froning is with us this week to talk about harvest. Rob, as we chat in early October, how is harvest progress across the Dakotas and Minnesota? So we've been out and about seeing quite a few customers as harvest is uh, really rocking and rolling. We uh, are, a lot of people are surprised with the yield that they're seeing, uh, probably better than expected. Not a huge large crop per se, closer to average, but I think based on the rainfall in the summer we had, uh, it's uh, much better in a lot of cases than what they were expecting. To be clear, the corn is actually going to finish? You know, uh, again, where I've been out here mainly in the in the Val- Red River Valley here on the Minnesota side, I haven't gone too far north, but a lot of the farmers I've talked to, they're talking 59, 60 bush or pound test weight. That tells me the crop finished, uh, and we made it through uh, to black layer. Again, we're talking uh, 18 to 20 moisture on some of these. That tells me that the crop definitely finished. I have not heard of any examples where we got really light test weight or very high moisture corn, which would normally be a result of, of a crop freezing before it finished. And so uh, my what I've seen and heard, I would say yes. Is there a possible case out there because we did have some scattered really late planting? It's possible in certain areas that the frost did nip, nip it a little early and it didn't quite get to finish, but the vast majority, I would say, made it through with the good hot summer we had. It was able to catch up even with that late planting. What should farmers be thinking about as they market their crop? Do we store it? Do we haul it into town? You know, normally we see a lot of soybeans going right into town, and that is kind of what we're seeing here. Um, producers doing that, saving their bin space for their corn um, and storing some corn. Now, you look at the markets. We're not seeing a huge carry in the market. So the futures market isn't showing a large carry. Uh, that tells me that the, the market really wants the crop and they're kind of wanting it right now. What I'm uh, hearing from the producers is they're probably watching that basis bid. We have really good bases right now, too, in a lot of our areas. And in some, uh, you know, some places, uh, ethanol plants that really need to keep the, the corn coming in have been looking for some of these early cornfields being harvested. So they've actually been a, a very good basis that they've been offering to some producers. So, we have seen a lot of crop going into town or into the elevators, more so on the soybeans than the corn, because a lot of times, like I said, the corn still needs to get hit with the dryer just a little bit, uh, but it's really good harvesting conditions. And I think a lot of those producers are going to try to take advantage of some good basis based on early harvest conditions, which we didn't really expect. Planting the last part of May into June, I don't think we have farmers expected to be harvesting here the end of September. And not, and we didn't even have an early killing frost, and so it really caught up quick and matured. And uh, we are seeing some people take advantage of some aggressive basis here early, um, but they're still keeping some back just to maybe even get better basis uh, if we keep it in the bin here for a few months. Um, that will be, you know, time will tell. Like I said, the the market right now is calling for the grain. They're not offering a carry in the futures market. Um, so some of the best wishes might be if the basis improves even more and, and may benefit from that storing it in the, in the bins. Have you heard if the backup on the Mississippi River is affecting local basis at all? Yeah, absolutely. With the river level levels going so low and, and the barge tariffs just continue to increase uh, the cost of transporting these, uh, you know, these crops down the river have, have just increased. And so until that fixes itself, you know, I'm also concerned with that as far as inputs and getting fertilizer back up the river up to us and what we might see come springtime on some of these inputs. But I know right now, top of mind is, is harvest. 
And I think, uh, you know, the producers, that's what the, the farmers are doing that. They're getting it harvested um, and put it in the bins or hauling some to town, depending on what their marketing plan was and their strategy is. So we'll have to wait and see with some of this other transportation. You know, the rail, that seems to continue to get more expensive as it sees the demand increase um, with the river levels low. Um, so they'll, uh, they'll capture where they can as well. Rob, we know input prices are higher. What are you hearing? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it's definitely a year-round uh, profession now when it comes to farming. We don't just plant it in the spring and harvest it in the fall. You're always watching numbers. You're watching the markets. You're watching your input costs. I alluded to fertilizer. Uh, you know, we're a long ways from that barge traffic coming up north from the Gulf, but it's something to keep an eye on and, and what uh, will our local co-ops be able to uh, get some of this fertilizer locked in and, and get it up here is a concern that I have right now. I know a lot of producers have probably locked in some of that already, and I think more will lock it in by the end of the year as they, they watch those markets. They haven't been real friendly. They've stayed fairly high yet, um, and I don't know that we have much telling us it's going to go lower, so I think that's why I encourage people to at least watch those inputs, watch the fertilizer markets and prices to see what uh, what's going on there. Uh, as far as insurance, there are so many different insurance products out there, it's hard to keep them all straight. I just encourage you to stay in constant contact with your agent there's policies out there. We can lock in today's futures price um, for next year's crop insurance price. So there's products out there like that, that if you like where the futures are today for the 2023 um, futures market, you can lock that in and just encourage you to talk to your agent. And those are, you know, some different policies that are getting more and more attraction um, as people want to mitigate their risk as much as they can. Rob, what else should farmers know as they continue harvest? My biggest thing in harvest this time of year is be safe. Be safe, get enough sleep, um, make sure you know your surroundings and, and who's all there, especially kids on the farm. I always want to make sure that the kids are safe, but farmers too, we always encourage people, take their time, make sure they get their rest. I know it's a tough time of year and we want to get this crop out of off the field, but really safety is a key concern of mine. Um, but with that, get the crop harvested and then, like I said, get on to watching some of these other things, whether it be the markets and other parts of your operation. You can always message Ag Country on Facebook, Twitter, or at agcountry.com. This is Fielding Questions, a podcast in collaboration between Ag Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network.